Chatterballs, episode number 12, and we are shining the spotlight on one of Kenny's great clients, the fabulous Dessa Retreat. Now, um, joining us is Emma. Uh, now, Emma, you are the, you're the person who runs and owns Dessa Retreat. So, Emma Flick, tell us all about Dessa Retreat. Ah, well, the, fir- the first thing I'll tell you is it's pronounced Dessa retreat Ah. so the s actually has like a little swoosh on top of it and i like that because it brings a to the name but that wasn't the only reason why i chose that as the name for the business so desha is a sanskrit word and it actually translates to place or space and so really the reason why i chose that word i liked the sound of it as well but it was um to me, my interpretation of it, because you can kind of interpret it from lots of different um, religious backgrounds or belief systems, but I interpret it to mean the place or space inside of yourself where it's always peaceful, where you can always go if you choose to. I mean, oh, some that's, so, that's beautiful. Yeah, so-, so I really wanted to create a place or a space where people could sort of step out of the the mundane, the everyday of their life and just kind of step into a place that made it a little bit more easy for them to access that place within themselves. So a place to access the place within I'm themselves. All, I, I completely understand. So, okay, Desha Retreat, it is a retreat. Do you want to tell us about the business? What is it? Yeah. So at the, we're on a three quarter acre property here in Janjuk and on the property I have two little eco villas which I built first. They're side by side interconnecting accommodation villas so you can actually um, stay like two couples can stay who don't know each other separately or you can open the interconnecting door and have like people who know each other book out the whole space and then I also have the tiny house which is another little accommodation space which was the shed which I converted into an accommodation so that we could live in there while we were building the studio and renovating the main house so we sort of have two tiers of accommodation if you like one's um, kind of the more high-end more luxury and then the other one's still beautiful but it's it's probably a little more of a budget option more of a studio kind of apartment if you like yeah so people can simply come and stay at Desha Retreat. Um, That's right. Or there's more to it though. That's it. So we have a um, only was the construction was only finished last November of the studio where I'm sitting at the moment. Um, so yeah, we have a yoga studio as well, and I also do garden to table meals. So I have quite an extensive permaculture garden. Um, I've tried to, I'm trying to continually grow as much um, food as I can on the property. So people can sort of just come and stay in a peaceful place and, and not necessarily have to interact with me or any of the other spaces. They can come and stay as guests and do private yoga with me. They can come and stay and do private yoga and also have meals, dinner um, and breakfast as well. Or I also can like run a package retreat where they can say come for three or four nights, they might want to do yoga every day, have all their meals included um, and have massages as well. I have two massage therapists who can come here to the space and do in-house massage uh, for guests as well. So 
I've had it happen too when there's been a couple and they both want to have a massage at the same time. So I get the two therapists here at the same time and they can do that sort of thing. So, yeah, so there's a few different ways. And as I get more and more into um, establishing, like it's obviously happened at a difficult time, Mm -hmm. that yoga, the studio being finished in December. But, um, yeah, I'd like to run a lot more workshops. We have run some workshops where I teach uh, like a trauma-sensitive yoga class because I'm a qualified TCTSY facilitator, which is a special type of yoga that's a, um, a really beautiful support for people with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, anxiety, depression and other kind of mental health issues relating to extreme stress. And so TCTSY can be um, an adjunct to other sorts of cognitive um, therapy. So if they're seeing a psychologist, this is more the body aspect of um, healing trauma because everything is actually, the body tends to absorb everything that we move through and sometimes we forget to allow the body time to release those charges that have come in as a result of what we've experienced in our life and we all experience trauma so it's um yeah it doesn't necessarily mean something extreme even just the nervous system is constantly taking in what what I like to call charges instead of traumas um, as such and so it's a way of discharging these kind of charges that are constantly loading our nervous system up particularly at the moment absolutely sounds wonderful i'm totally booking in at some point just to to stay and um, do some yoga it's it just flicks every box of mine i love it yeah um so now you're a client of the canny group how did that come about a friend of mine, actually, Fee, who is um, the founder of Oki uh, Design, she's a fashion designer, she told me about Canny and she was raving and saying, oh, you know, you can get this whole big snapshot of the business and Ma- Mandy was um, who she introduced me to and I just sort of felt like I'm a small business, I'm also a single mum, I've got three children, this is my first business and I just really wanted to I felt like I was sort of flying by the seat of my pants a little bit and I just really wanted to feel like I had the full picture financially so I didn't just get it you know it didn't run away from me the financial side of things so yeah and Mandy was fantastic the fact that she wanted to come here and actually see my business in person that your accountant actually wants to come to your house and your business and see it in the flesh so she's got a really good understanding of you and what you're doing and I, that just blew my mind and so from the start I was like I felt like she's another mum you know <laughs> she's probably not old enough to be my mum but I was like she seemed to care like my mum would care about my business and that was a really nice um, feeling to have as a woman particularly doing all of this by myself not that women can't do everything by themselves, but, you know, it was just to have that extra support was really um, comforting for me, yeah. Yeah, it's a great kind of feeling of there's just a safety net there. There's somebody who's got your back. That's, I that's think, that's what it is, isn't it? Um, yeah. Isn't it just lovely? Yeah, we've uh, we've featured Fee before um, and we ah. love what she's doing. She's an amazing woman and I think isn't it's fantastic. Uh, you know, to me, the best... Um, the best way a client can come to any business is from the recommendation of a current client because Absolutely. then you know that their experience is, you you know, you, you know that's for real. 
can do mm. ads or whatever as you like, advertising or marketing. But if your clients are saying that you're good, then mm. that's a real kudos to, to the Canny Group, I've got to say. Now, mentioned earlier about, um, you know, the, the, the COVID situation and this period of time since March and that you've really only kicked off your business. How have you managed? Yeah, well, I mean, now more than ever, I'm just so grateful for all of the practices that I have learnt over my 28 years of practising yoga and meditation. Um, I I really don't know how people cope with these sorts of situations without, A, knowing that they have a platform of peace within themselves and, B, knowing how to access it, knowing that, you know, how do we get to that? Like, how do we access it? So that's one thing. Um, I'm so grateful to live on a stunning property. My, it really is this dream that I envisaged and the fact that I managed to get the house finished and the studio finished and everything done and I've been able to really enjoy this space for myself during this time, That that, I mean, that has been a really, I'm really grateful that we live right. We can walk to the beach. I've been surfing lots. I love surfing and walking most days doing my practice in the yoga studio and really, really like creating this studio was sort of a gift to the community. And what I've recognised about myself is I often kind of create things and give them away before I've even enjoyed them myself. So this COVID time has really been kind of forced me to go, oh, well, now I've got this space here and I can't really teach yoga out of it. So I'm just going to practice every day and really be in this space. And, and it's actually, I mean, I, obviously I'm in deep compassion for all the people who are really suffering at this time, but it has created this little window of opportunity for me to really ground in my own personal practice and just fall in love with this space that I'm sitting in right now. So, cause I always wanted people to kind of walk onto the property, see the garden and be like, wow, and then walk into the space and and have that moment where they just went, oh. and it's like I actually literally from my house with three teenagers in it, <laughs> I can walk out of that and in here, and I get to feel that feeling every time I walk in here. So it's like that's been a really beautiful um, experience. It's almost like you've had an opportunity to. Um imbue the space with your energy too and that's, that's right. a really lovely thing moving forward whereas maybe if if this hadn't happened you would have just gotten down to business and off you go and you you wouldn't have been able to do that so that's really that's so true mm. and I tend to be a bit of a silver lining kind of person I always try and look for the the lesson and the the growth opportunity and everything. And I've been um, started in January a Kundalini uh, mentorship, which has been running since then. So it's a 12-month program where we practising new techniques every single day for a whole month and then we get a whole new section, um, um, section of breath work. So just being able to have that running has really, and I've just... I feel like at the end of each month I'm almost looking out of different eyes at the world and it's that having that alongside at this time has really given me a lot of focus and the practices themselves for me personally have been quite transformative, like knowing how to change my state so quickly, like that there's a breath work 
or a kriya that I can do in any state. So if I'm feeling flat, I can do a kriya that's going to make me feel energized and motivated. If I'm feeling anxious, then there's a different breath work that I'll do to help bring me back down to feeling grounded. So to have this whole toolkit worth of different resources that I can that are completely free, like that I can use at any time. I don't have to ask anybody for anything. I can just use these tools to help me maintain that kind of more even keel. That's just, and to have the extra time to really embody those practices have has just been, you know, <laughs> amazing. And I guess um, I'd have to say that if you don't have to worry about the back end of stuff, like the financial end of it, that that's being sorted out, taken care of, you know, managed, mm. um, which is presumably what um, Mandy and the team are doing at Canny, then you don't, that's actually will, will have freed you up. Oh, definitely. With all the different, you know, each time there was an announcement and the job keeper and this and that, and I was like, I don't know which one am I meant to do? And like, it was so overwhelming. And because I'm a member of like Vic Tourism and and also the Great Ocean Road, um, can't remember what the um, actual official name is, but the mm. tourism kind of group down here. So I was getting lots of emails from different, and plus the government, and you know, I was just like, I don't know what is what, and have I filled this out or that out? So it was so nice to have that reassurance from um, Amanda, well, Mandy, and also Michelle. She's helped quite a lot, and another lady as well. I can't remember her name, but um, yeah, like the prompts, like, okay, you need to have this in. Like, can you give me your sales or whatever for that month? And not that there's been that many sales, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it's still like making sure that I've done everything on time so that I'm still eligible to have that support. Um, yeah, that's really been amazing. Fantastic. So you talked about, um, you know, teaching yoga and you talk about adults coming to the, the space. But you actually do um, some special stuff with kids and teenagers. Yeah, as well. I'm really passionate about trying to get these resources and tools that I spoke about for, before in the hands of people as soon as possible because, I mean, I just think back on my life and the things that I've moved through and had I known how to do so many of these things a lot earlier, I think it would have really changed the trajectory of my life and and the amount of suffering that I had to sort of go through in order to learn these things. So um, I've done some work with the Geelong Cats as well. That They have a program called Just Think and that is a drug and alcohol prevention program which is sort of targeted towards around about year nines, year eight, year nines. So I'm the yoga teacher that helps with that program. They either run it at the stadium or we go to the schools. And so I love doing that program. I love the look, seeing the softness come on a, on a group of, you know, 100 teenagers' faces from the moment they walk in. And we might only do like 30 minutes of breath work and movement. And then just the feeling that comes is just... It's more of a gift to me than anything just to see how it can have an impact in such a short space of time. And I do also see um, teams here as well at the studio one-on-one for trauma-sensitive yoga. 
it's a great way of helping them reconnect with their body, like um, severe issues like self-harming, suicidal ideology, these sorts of things where, where um, our, our beautiful young people are, are having so much to deal with at the moment. And um, a lot of these things um, are really hard for parents to manage and, and it's just like, what do, you, what do you do when you're in that situation? So it's really nice to be able to teach really simple um, techniques that they can do at any time that they don't have to ask anybody else, that they can just learn to start to manage their own emotions. We call it emotional regulation. Because um, if we're not taught how to use our breath in a resourceful way, we just think breathing is just something that we just do every day. What do you mean do I know how to breathe? You know, it's like <laughs> it makes sense that like for a young person, they're like, well, of course I know how to breathe. Like, but once you actually teach them some of these really simple techniques, you go, oh, I've never, I had one teenager who was having a lot of anxiety and she wasn't going to school um, because of an incident that had happened. And I was teaching her the diaphragmatic breath. And I think we only did it for about three or five minutes. And she looked at me at the end of that and, and, and she said, what did you just do to me? I've never felt like this in my whole life. And I said, darling, I didn't do anything to you. You did that for yourself with your breath and your breath is always in your body it's like your best friend it goes with you wherever you go when you come up with the game situations where you feel anxious or if you feel strong emotion you can just turn to your breath and say okay like what can we do here with the breath in order to balance out those extreme kind of highs and lows that we can um, come across in our life so yeah, I really love teaching that age group. I ran also a mindfulness course for children. So that was more the eight to 10 year olds. And we did um, or sort of eight to 12 year olds, really. That was here at the studio where I had a chance to do that before we closed everything. And that was just a beautiful process. We do mindful drawing. I'm, I'm also a musician. So we, we bring in a little bit of music and some chanting. Um, we did some outside play in the garden because I have a big paved meditation area outside in a nice grassy area. So if it was a nice day, we could do things like nature play where they'd pick different objects and like look at the textures and, and just start to feel into their body what it feels like when they connect with nature because nature is just when we connect directly with it, it's it's just such an amazing healing kind of um modality in itself and I think sometimes you know there's so much screen stuff going on and a lot of kids are not actually just getting out in nature enough and feeling that direct experience of, of stimulation and textures and smells and sensations so I love incorporating the nature um, into even sometimes we take stuff from outside we bring it into the studio they might, um, one time I actually brought all these natural objects in and they were blindfolded <laughs> and they had to take their object and feel it and then they put it away and they had to draw it without looking at it and then they got a chance to look at it and then and, and drew another drawing in. So they were just sort of trying to feel into all the senses um, so yeah, that was a really sweet experience to have with the kids. It's, um, it's just amazing. It seems like such simple things. And as you say, like it's 
free. Breathing's free. And going out and getting something out of the garden and doing an activity like that is absolutely free. I think there'll be a lot of uh, mums and dads who are listening who are homeschooling at the moment who might uh, take some tips from you um, on some activities that they could do with their kids. And in fact, doing some breathing exercises might not only just help them, uh, but mm. their, their kids as well, but really the benefit that they might feel um, could be Absolutely. really good. Absolutely. Yes. And some of the stuff even with the kundalini, I mean, I haven't had a chance to teach kids in person since I've been doing the mentorship, but, I mean, we do one thing called varata, which is like shaking and you put on the music and you start sort of by shaking through your hands and then you bring your whole shoulders into it and then your hips oh. And it's just the most amazing um, and very quick way of changing state. Um, and you can do it as a family, put the music on in the kitchen or whatever, but it's a conscious sort of feeling of like I like to call it decalcifying. If you imagine all the pipes of our body like the gutters on the roof of our house can start to get a bit kind of clogged up and calcified almost. So we're sort of shaking all of that out and releasing negative thoughts and feelings and emotions and then what then we're creating space for oh so what what new thoughts and feelings and emotions can I allow to come into my experience because I've kind of got the gunk out so I really love that one for kids as well Mm. that's awesome look I was going to ask you for some um, little tips to leave us with but I think that you've absolutely nailed it I think the breathing and the um, you know the shaking that's a great one Um, and and a lot of fun too and I think particularly if you've got boys who have quite a bit of kinetic energy that's a good way to get them um, sort of get some of that energy out as well now just before we go um, just tell us a little bit about your garden you mentioned that you've got a permaculture garden what have you got growing in there at the moment give us a snapshot a bit of a a, um, an insight to the the Desha garden yeah well the exciting thing is all the fruit trees the blossoms are just starting to pop out so that's always a very exciting time of year but veggie wise I've got beetroots I've had I've just picked the last daikon I've had some had radishes rockets spinach um, growing garlic at the moment. Um, what else have I got? Bok, wombok, uh, bok choy, pak choy, um, onion, brown onions, white onions, spring onions, <laughs> coriander, parsley, mint, all the herbs. Um, I've still got the capsicums are still hanging on. I just picked one the other day. Usually they would be well and truly kind of not doing much by now, but they're still they're still kind of going kale all lots of different brassicas and that's some other brassicas which I don't even really know what they're called to be honest they just looked good as a ceiling so I thought I'd give them a go um and we're building a greenhouse at the moment too and I've just enrolled with the diggers um seed so I'll be able to start um bringing things through right from seed and start to hold the seeds over and I really want to bring that educational um aspect into it um down the track a little bit once things settle but um i've been working with a a young guy whose business is urban edible gardens so he comes and helps people to really make maximize their growing space so he's been helping me a bit to make sure that i'm really pumping out as much um produce as i can yeah need to get some fungi into that as well 
Yeah, I haven't got any fungi yet. Yes, that's that. I've been seeing people with those buckets and things where they just grow out the side. That looks amazing. Yeah. It yeah. sounds absolutely beautiful. Look, um, I think uh, you've relaxed me just spending time oh. with you. So thank you so much. Uh, it's such a joy, and I can't wait until we're in a position I can come and stay and. Um, see who I can take along with me and have a real retreat. So Desha yeah. Retreat, and I'd just suggest anyone jump online. That's probably the best way to find you, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm running online Kundalini classes at the moment. So if you want to, you can log in. That's only they're only nine dollars a class, um, and that's via Zoom, which has been quite surprisingly like people are really enjoying it. And these techniques in particular at this time, the kundalini techniques, are very, very helpful to manage the situation that we're in. And that's why I wasn't really going to start online classes, but I was just going to wait because I do like to be in person with people. But then I just went that people really need these techniques right now. So I just got over my technology <laughs> fear and set it all up. So I think that Zoom that. has, a, for, for an extrovert like me, Zoom saved my life. <laughs> I mm. don't feel lonely at all. Of so, course. Uh, it's, mm. it's a wonderful platform. Um, thank you so much. Uh, this has been such a joy speaking to you and I think the energy from these canny chatables is very relaxed and feels absolutely wonderful. Emma, um, Desha Retreat, uh, we want people to jump online. So the um, online address... Yeah, it's www.desharetreat.com.au and I'm on Instagram as, and Facebook as well, Desha Retreat uh, Janjak on Instagram and I think it's something like that on Facebook as well. We'll find you. Yeah, you'll find and, it. And yeah. just really quickly, you're only moments away from the water so if you do get to stay um, at Desha Retreat, you can always go for a walk down onto the beach as well. So Walking, surfing, yeah, there's plenty to do, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you thank for joining you. us for um, this Canny Chatables. Um, we'll catch you again real soon uh, and I just can't wait to sort of get myself into a good mindful space and do some breathing. Thanks so much, Roxy. Thanks, Edwina. For all the information, check our show notes and we'll catch you soon at Canny Chatables.